Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani. For more than 600 years, the Ottoman or Turkish Empire governed much of the Mediterranean and Western Asia, longer than the Roman Empire lasted in the region. As relations with Christian Europe ebbed and flowed, Ottoman culture left a huge impact on the arts, from architecture to opera. This hour, we'll explore some of the ways this relationship played out musically over the centuries. We'll hear imitations of Turkish music in early Western sources, as well as music with early Ottoman origins that survive in Turkish tradition. Plus, our featured recording is Ensemble Animantica with Venetian, Greek, Ottoman, and Sephardic music from the time of the Cretan War. Oh, <laughs> 
Skola Hungarica performed chants from the Istanbul Antiphoner. We heard antiphons for St. Andreas and St. Benedictus the Hermit, a richly decorated collection of prayers for the liturgical year that originated in Hungary around 1360. It was taken to Turkey during 16th century Ottoman conquests in the region and preserved in the library of the Topkape Palace in Istanbul. We've all likely encountered Mozart's famous Alla Turca at some point or another, the final allegretto of his piano sonata K331. But what makes it Turkish? And why were 18th century Viennese aristocrats so obsessed with Turkish culture? The answer to these questions aren't simple, of course, but embroiled in centuries of constantly shifting power dynamics, war and peace, fundamentalism and tolerance, cultural exchange and xenophobia. During Mozart's lifetime, the Ottoman Empire was much less of a threat to the region's Habsburg powers than it had been a century prior. But let's jump back a few centuries to one of the first major conflicts between the Ottoman Empire and Christian Europe. In May of 1453, the forces of Sultan Mehmed II captured Constantinople, displacing Emperor Constantine XI and effectively ending the Eastern Roman or Byzantine Empire. At the intersection of Europe and Asia, the Mediterranean and Black Seas, Constantinople's geographical value was nothing short of immense. Its fall to the Ottomans secured their empire's prosperity in the centuries to come, and also triggered a diaspora of Greek Christian scholars to Italy. The ancient texts they brought with them and translated influenced the revival of interest in Greco-Roman knowledge known as the Renaissance. Let's hear two laments for the fall of Constantinople, one by Orthodox composer Manuel Chrysafis, a singer in Constantine's chapel who experienced it firsthand, and another from a distance by Guillaume Dufay. Oh. 
an excerpt from Manuel Crisafe's Lament for the Fall of Constantinople, followed by Guillaume Dufay's Lament for the Holy Mother Church of Constantinople, both performed by Capella Romana and led by Alexander Lingus. The Ottoman court developed distinctive musical practices during this time, assimilating parts of Arab, Persian, Byzantine, and Armenian traditions, as well as practices popular at other Islamic courts. Musician and poet Abdul Qadir Miragi, born in the region of Iran in the late 14th century, was in demand across the Islamic world and dedicated a book on the purpose of music to Ottoman Sultan Murad II in 1415. His music theory continues to influence Turkish traditional music of today.
Argir Shimai, a song in the musical mode Penchka Makam, with a text by 14th century Persian poet Hafez and 15th century music by Abdul Qadir Meragi, performed by Dus Memoir and the Kutsi Ergunech Ensemble. The arts flourished at the Ottoman court during the long reign of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent during the 16th century. Some prominent court musicians began as devshirme, children enslaved from distant regions of the empire to become soldiers, politicians, or clergy. Elite devshirme were educated in the palace school as scholars and artists, including intensive musical training. This was primarily oral, involving years of private study and memorization of the makams, modes, and melodic structures, and usul, metrical and rhythmic formulas, at the foundation of Turkish music. One such case was Ali Ufki, born Wojciech Bobowski, a young Polish church musician captured by Ottomans in the 1630s. He was brought to the court of Sultan Murad IV, where he converted to Islam and trained as a musician. He wrote down hundreds of the Ottoman songs and instrumental works he learned, using Western staff notation in two anthologies that survive today. A love song in the Turkish form and meter Usul Shamay by Ali Ufki on a text by 13th century Sufi poet Fakraldin Iraki, performed by Constantinople and Marco Beasley, led by Kia Tabassian. A few more major conflicts with Christian Europe took place during this period. Sultan Suleiman's army besieged Vienna for two weeks in 1529, and in 1571 the navy of his successor Selim II was defeated by a coalition of Catholic forces known as the Holy League near Lepanto in Venetian-controlled Greece. The Battle of Lepanto was a major victory against Ottoman control in the Mediterranean, and it was widely commemorated across Europe, including in music. Next, a motet by Jacobus de Curl in honor of the victory at Lepanto. Oh, yeah. 
Jacobus de Kerl's Cancio Octovocum de Sacro Federe Contra Turcas, a 1572 motet commemorating the Holy League's victory against the Ottomans at the Battle of Lepanto. The last significant battles with members of the Holy League would take place in the second half of the 17th century. Viennese composer Johann Josef Fuchs was in his 20s when the Ottoman army laid siege to the city again in 1683. While Holy League forces were ultimately victorious, the siege lasted two months, and Fuchs' exposure to Ottoman military music during that time may have informed his partita Turkaria, a suite for two violins and continuo. Thank you. 
the Clemensic Consort with the third movement of a partita Turcaria by Johann Josef Fuchs, titled Janichara, in imitation of the powerful sound of Ottoman military bands made up of elite soldiers known as Janissaries. Early music can mean a lot of things. What does it mean to you? Let us know your thoughts and ideas. Contact us at harmoniaearlymusic.org, where you'll also find playlists and an archive of past shows. You're listening to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani. Welcome back. We're exploring the intersections of Ottoman and European cultures in music. Further west, where anxiety about military conflict with the Ottomans had always been lower than on the borders of their empire, Turkish culture had long been a source of curiosity. The French term Turkiri has come to describe Western imitations of Ottoman culture in art forms such as fashion, painting, and music. Among the named dances in Salomon Rossi's third collection for two instruments and continuo, published in 1613, is a galliard called La Turca. We'll hear the para ensemble's version with the addition of traditional Turkish instruments.
Mehmet Semal Yusilchai led the Para Ensemble in Salomon Rossi's Galliarda Prima Detta Turca. The lavish musical spectacles at the court of Louis XIV in France frequently involved exoticizing portrayals of foreign cultures. Court composer Jean-Baptiste Lully set Molière's play Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme as a comedy ballet in 1670. Monsieur Jourdain, the foolish social-climbing protagonist, aspires to wed his daughter Lucille to a nobleman. Lucille's lover Cleonte disguises himself as a Turkish prince to gain his father-in-law's approval and informs Jourdain that as the father of the bride, he is to be ennobled in a grand ceremony. This ceremony, which takes place at the end of Act Four, is an unflattering parody of Turkish culture and Islam from the perspective of French courtiers. The ceremonial dialogue is written in a hybrid Mediterranean trade language rather than Turkish, and the score features the percussive style associated with Ottoman music. Let's listen to the instrumental interlude before Act Four, Marche pour la Ceremonie Turque. From Act Four of Jean-Baptiste Lully's Le Bourgeois Gentilhomme, Marche pour la Ceremonie Turque. Jean-Philippe Rameau's opera ballet Les Angalans is among the most tangible musical examples of the French imperial worldview in the 18th century. Each of its four entrees sets a love story in a foreign locale, Turkey, Peru, Persia, and the Mississippi Valley. In the first, Le Turc Généreux, Grand Vizier Oshman Pasha magnanimously frees his French slave girl Emily after she discovers her fiancé survived their capture. 
the finale of Le Turc Généreux, the first entree of Les Angalans, a 1735 opera ballet by Jean-Philippe Rameau. William Christie led Les Arts Florissants. Our featured release this hour is Candia 1669, Venetian, Greek, Ottoman, and Sephardic music at the time of the Cretan War, a 2017 recording by Ensemble Animantica, in collaboration with Ensemble Daramad on the Bologna-based Bongiovanni label. Part of the long-standing territorial struggles between the Republic of Venice and the Ottoman Empire, much of the Cretan War took place around the Greek island of Crete and its largest city, Candia. Ensemble Animantica's album aims to recapture a glimpse of Candia's diverse soundscape at the time of the conflict.
Venetian composer Biagio Marini's Opus 8, Sonata Sopra la Monica, with a bonus interlude on kanun, a zither or psaltery-like instrument commonly heard in Eastern Mediterranean music. Performed by Ensemble Animantica on their 2017 Bon Giovanni release, Candia 1669. We'll close with a track inspired by the multicultural atmosphere of a city like Candia in the late 17th century. The traditional Ladino Avram Avinu is paired with an Ottoman Greek dance. Thank you. 
We heard Ensemble Animantica performing Avram Avinu and Hejaz Mandira on this hour's featured recording, Candia 1669, Venetian, Greek, Ottoman, and Sephardic music at the time of the Cretan War. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Support comes from Early Music America, a national organization that advocates and supports the historical performance of music of the past, the community of artists who create it, and the listeners whose lives are enriched by it. On the web at earlymusicamerica.org. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any part of this program or about early music in general. Contact us at harmoniaearlymusic.org. You can follow us on Facebook by searching for Harmonia Early Music. The writer for this edition of Harmonia was Chelsea Belt. Thanks to our studio engineer, Michael Pashkash, and our production team, Luann Johnson, Wendy Gillespie, Aaron Kane, and John Bailey. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. <laughs>